0: Welcome, welcome to season two of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast with your girl, Aki. Every single year, we tell ourselves that we will be better prepared for tax seasons, yet we fall into the same trap, guys, trap of being completely unprepared come the following tax season. Well, guess what? This year, we are kicking off season two of the podcast in September, of 2019 to set herself up in the right footing for next year's tax season by having an expert to take hold of too. your freedom take hold of your future with the financial savvy girl This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Spotify. If you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts and you definitely probably like music as well. On Spotify, you can listen to all of that in one single place for free. Get this. Spotify has a huge catalog of podcasts on every topic, just like the Financially Savvy Girl podcast. The best podcast out there for you to listen to. On Spotify, you can follow your favorite podcast so you never miss an episode. Download episodes to listen to uh, offline whenever you can. Easily share what you're listening to with your friends via Spotify uh, integration with social platforms like Instagram. Just search for Financially Savvy Girl Podcast on the Spotify app and browse podcasts in your library tab. And follow me so you never, never miss an episode of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast. Spotify truly is the world's leading music streaming service. And now it can be your go-to for podcasts such as Financially Savvy Girl podcast. Welcome, welcome, Financially Savvy people to season two of the Financially Savvy Girl podcast. This is your girl, Aki. I am so excited to kick off the season with our guest speaker, none other than Mr. Zifenae Matarirano. Z is a CPA-designated accountant with over 15 years, guys, of experience in private and not-for-profit organizations. He has held roles of increasing responsibility and is now currently a director of finance at a not-for-profit organization. He has a passion for accounting and finance from an early age. He's also uh, just overall personal experience and education has given him a well-rounded financial management skills. He helps individuals as well as small organizations grow their businesses and provides consulting services in bookkeeping, taxation, process improvement. So for sure, you know that we will leave his information in the show note if you need to retain his services. So welcome, welcome, Z to the Financially Savvy Girl podcast.
1: Thank you, Aki, for having me. It's a
0: pleasure to be here. So happy to have you here. So why don't you just start by telling our uh, listener just a little bit about you, Uh you know more so than what i just said but just tell us about you from a personal standpoint you know do you have a family and how's that going for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> thank you uh thank you listeners i'm so excited to be a uh, part of this podcast um as uh aki mentioned my name is z in short and, um, uh, married, I have, um, uh, three little ones all under the ages of four. Wow. They certainly do keep me very, very busy. I can only and, imagine. Uh, <laughs> 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 and, uh, I also have a very, very, uh, busy job as well. So, you know, uh, all around very, very busy. I'm also very, um, active, uh, in my church. Right. Um, because I think, uh, you know, that keeps me spiritually grounded, uh, which is very, very important.
0: Wow. And through all of this, you find time to uh, empower others and also help with their
1: businesses it's absolutely important i think it's it's one of my passions is uh always to uh give back to the community um you know finding time to use your skills that uh, that you've uh, accumulated over the years uh to sort of help others uh, uh to grow and um, I, I think it's especially important in uh, in our community uh we need uh people that will rise up and sort of uh you know um help others to, uh, to sort of, uh, grow.
0: I love this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love it. So the, I know we're in September and it may sound kind of ironic. Why am I bringing an accountant as the first guest speaker in September for season two? Uh, but to be perfectly honest with you, you know, I do believe that we kind of have it backwards. We don't think about our, uh, accounting, uh, for lack of a better word, whether it's your personal taxations or your business taxation, until it's actually time to file. And for me, that's completely backward. You know, it's moments like this when you finished last year's accounting, you've taken maybe a month or two off. This is when you need to start getting your stuff organized for a 2019 accounting season. So really wanted to bring a professional to kind of help. Us, the audience just to know what are some of the things that we should be doing at this point so that we can prepare ourselves for the accounting season taxation s- season for next year which would essentially be for the 2019 accounting so what are your thoughts on that you know
1: <laughs> I think they there's two key uh, uh, things to always note is um, people must always be organized. You have to be organized and you also have to be proactive. So what do I mean by proactive? I mean, before the year even begins, you need to think about you know, what your business intends to do or what you intend to do with your personal finances. You need to think about whether you will need a professional to step in and to help you um, and acquire those services, uh, professional services in advance. And don't wait until it's tax season because what typically happens is you know I, I get a rush of people you know in the middle of March and everybody wants to do their to get their taxes done and, right. and you know I already <laughs> have multiple of clients that um, that have already uh, you know promised to get their work done and you know you want to make sure that you uh, you know to, you afford the proper planning that you need uh, in, in your uh, financial affairs and that is critical planning is key. And That's why uh, part of that planning is uh, being organized and being proactive and starting to think about uh, What's going to happen in the in, in in the next year?
0: Okay, so so far what I've gathered is so be organized be proactive So before the year even starts if we need starts. to essentially get ourselves organized at this point in time so would you say you know, to our listener, this is essentially a good time to start turning your mind to these, uh, this is, it's never
1: too late. So this is an absolutely perfect time. I always encourage some of my clients to go to, you know, to Ikea, to the dollar store and buy some of those organizers, right? right? Um, start keeping your receipts, start, Don't throw away any piece of paper. You never know what might be important when tax season comes. And also you need to keep in mind that for any um, uh, deductions or anything that you claim with CRA, you need to keep the proof because CRA can audit you uh, at any time. Uh, you need to, And you need to keep those documents for at least uh, a minimum of, uh, I believe it's six or seven years.
0: Wow, guys. Yeah. Did you guys
1: even know that? Like, you need to actually keep your documents for six to seven
0: years. And this is so key because one of the questions that I had for you had to do with documents. You know, what are some of those documents that you need to keep a record of for your tax purposes? You know, I, you often hear that you're... Um, Paid invoice, you need to keep that, daycare fees, public transit fare, et cetera. What are some of the list, you know, that you need to keep, whether you're doing your tax, um you know, your personal tax or you're doing your business tax? What are some documents that you should keep for your records?
1: Okay. Some of the uh, key things that you need to, as an individual to keep are uh, your T4s. Your And your T4s are the, you know, your employment receipts that you get at the end of the year. And the, those sort of detail, the income that you get, the deductions that have sort of uh, taken place and so forth. And the one thing that is important that everybody should know is that um, CRA already has all that information. And uh, currently when you use some of the um, electronic software to file your taxes, it actually gives a, gives you an opportunity to pull your information from CRA right um, So you need to make sure even though they have it, you still have to keep all that information right So you know just because your employer has sent it to CRA you don't have to keep it it's, uh, that's not accurate. So and you
0: also have to make sure that what you're providing is accurate is information accurate information they information. Have information they
1: have the uh, they have uh, complex auditing software that sort of um, you know compares what you've provided uh, against what they already have on on their books right. um, you know I'll give you a personal example of, of my own uh, a couple years back I um, I, uh, I i didn't declare interest that i got from a savings account it was only sixty dollars i thought at sixty dollars why you know why it, it's it's not it's <laughs> you know it's not key right yeah. but you know what they actually audited me and they reassessed me wow uh, for sixty dollars and the, the, the challenge is that once CRA audits you once you become they flag flag you for auditing for multiple years until they make sure that you are clean yeah. so you have to make sure that um, the information that you provide is accurate, so, so you kind
0: of have to rebuild your trustworthiness
1: with CRA. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's why keeping documentation is key. So I talked about t fours. Um, other pieces of information could be, um, you know, any sort of receipts if you're going to claim. If you're a small business, if you're going to claim, um, you know, uh, any expenses uh, that relate to that business, you need to keep every sort of receipt. That, that could be uh, for gas. It could be for um, if you take out your clients out for um, uh, for meals. You need to make sure that you keep all those receipts. And it's not about just keeping those receipts, but you also need to make sure that you detail who you went out for the meal with what what the purpose was because CRA will challenge you on those details. They seem like small details, but if they audit you they want to know what was that purpose for. They they That's want good to make to know, sure actually. I don't
0: I don't think anyone ever said that before. You actually need to keep a recording of the purpose of that meeting.
1: Absolutely. And
0: I'll just have a receipt. Not not of just the a meal. receipt.
1: And also who was who went to that, um, who, was to the that client? who was the client, the name of that person. Because sometimes, you know, you could take out your family out for dinner and say, you know, it was a business uh, business meeting, right? right. <laughs> which you shouldn't be doing. This which is you shouldn't not what be we're doing. promoting. We, which you shouldn't be doing. But, you know, those are some of the pitfalls that, um, uh, you know, I've seen throughout my career. So right. I'm just pointing them out. So people are very, very careful as to um, uh, the kind of information that they keep.
0: That's amazing. That's so good. Okay. So, you know, make sure you have your T4, make sure that it's accurate because CRA, uh, you know, they already have accurate information. So there's no point for you to provide inaccurate information. Make sure you have your receipt for small businesses, your gas client, um, you know, invoices and, and whatnot for the meals. Uh, but also make sure that it's accurate as well and that you keep a recording of the name of a client and the purpose of the meeting and whatnot so absolutely this is, this is really good tip. right
1: and there's a lot of other deductions as well for example you can uh, when you donate uh, money for, uh, for to any kind of uh, uh, cause uh, typically you get a tax receipt you need to keep that as well does um, it have to be a registered charitable it has to organization? be a registered uh, charitable organization yes Okay. um and also you know for the for those that use uh transit uh there's also um you know a tax credit so you need to keep your receipts for that uh for parents what about uber do you know that good, that's a good question i'm not sure right? like a, uh, i guess
0: we still have to wait and see you know how they get regulated right but uh, that would be a good argument to that, make. I mean, absolutely. how is it not some yeah. type of transit for a lot of these, <laughs> you know, students who are using Uber mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that's something to definitely yeah. keep up and look.
1: Because I think the whole premise uh, behind that credit is that uh, they're trying uh, to uh, get more people to be green, right? Ah, so, to commute so Uber and might so not forth. work. Uh, no, actually, it, it should. But it could be that um, I just have to look into it. I'm not too sure. That's a very good question. Certainly. I'll get back to you on that.
0: Sounds good. And definitely, when we hear back, we will let you guys know. I will definitely let you guys know what our expert Z says on that. Okay. Thank you so much, Z. This is so useful and important. And um, I guess I just want to ask you as well you have dealt, you know, we've just spoke about your bio, you've dealt with so many wealthy clients. And you, you have some really, you know, you've worked with some really big organization. What would you say are best wealthy mindset accounting question that those clients uh, usually ask you? Um, You know, I think our listeners could benefit from that because I think a lot of people don't necessarily know, you know, what's a good question to ask your accountant. If I'm not just going to my accountant in taxation season. And I do want to consult my accountant prior to that what are some of the good question you know mindset accounting question that I should be asking
1: absolutely um, so the one key thing that um, a lot of wealthy people always ask themselves and ask their um, accountants is how can I make my money work for me right right uh, they are always looking at how can i save money how can i save on my taxes um and there's i mean there's legal ways to save on your taxes um uh, that are available and uh, you know i would uh, recommend that you talk to your to your to your professional um uh, uh, tax person or accountant uh, to look at your personal situation and uh, and sort of uh, give you advice on that but um they are constantly looking at how to Uh, To increase their net worth. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're not talking about about uh, spending money on uh, vacations and uh, and luxury goods and, and all that stuff. Yes, they do that, but they do that after they've taken care of growing their net worth. Um, I've seen a lot of people that uh, make a lot of money six figures and so forth uh, which typically in Canada you will be um, you know considered to be uh, some of the uh, you know top enders, uh within within society but uh, uh, it's all about how you manage your money and how you grow your money right. um, and uh, and people that are wealthy are always looking to grow their money
0: right right and obviously, uh, you know as we always talk on the podcast, you know your net worth is essentially your asset minus your liability. so Absolutely. that's that's so important uh, to really ask these questions you know how many times have you really stopped and asked your accountant hey, besides just asking, what am I gonna get in return uh, after I found my taxation but really start asking these questions, you know how can I grow my net worth you know what am I missing out? what am I not doing where where am I not you know maximizing uh, in terms of my income building or in terms of my taxation Absolutely. you know those are really yeah. some good questions
1: and Aki you know one one key thing that wealthy people are not afraid to do is to talk about money exactly. and I think uh, for for most of us we we don't like to talk about money it's one of those, taboo things that you know we 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 earn money and we just spend it it's something that we don't want to think about and so forth but you know you have to approach it with an open mind and you have to be able to ask those tough questions you know, and have somebody challenge you in terms of, uh, you know, do you need to drink that Starbucks coffee every morning? Right, that um, latte factor. Ab- absolutely, use. you know. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to absolutely buy those red bottoms, you know, and so forth? Do you, do or you? why need don't you become a shareholder? Absolutely. It, as opposed to just and consuming a, it. Don't be a consumer. That's be right. an investor. That's invest, right. invest, invest, and that's key. And that's how you grow your network.
0: You know, you're preaching to the choir. We're so happy to hear this. Our listeners are all about that. They're all about, you know, trying to change their mindset, their relationship with money and getting to a place where we're comfortable talking about money, where it's no longer taboo. That's why we have this podcast. It's really to demystify this taboo surrounding money and personal finance, where Mm. you can just sit with your friend. You know, and talk about money. Hey, where are you investing? How is this working for you? Okay, yeah, no, this did not work for me. Mm -hmm. And really start cultivating this type of relationship in our circle. So Mm -hmm. super happy to hear that you're completely on that board as well. And, you know, talking about uh, speaking and seeking advice from your accountant, um, you know, how can someone... You know find you know let's say they don't have an accountant how do you know that you are getting a good accountant? you know like <laughs> what, what are some of the things that you should be looking for
1: uh first of all you need to be looking at um you know whether that person is a designated accountant or not mm-hmm. okay um because uh designated accountants typically CPAs within uh, within Canada, we are bound by codes of ethic right. ethics. So, you know, there's certain things that you cannot and cannot do. For example, one of them is confidentiality. When you're working with your client, they need to make sure that when they do come to you and open up and talk to you about their finances, right. um, you know, you are able to keep that confidential. And also that whatever you do for them, you're working in the best interest of your client and not and not have ulterior motives that is so key so that is very key and you know one thing that I always say is that kind of help doesn't come cheap right I I think sometimes we try to cut corners and uh, and and look for the cheapest thing around the block but you know you get what you pay for Um, a good accountant might not might be expensive but you know what they will save you money right so and make you money and make you money absolutely <laughs> yeah. and so that's those are some of the things that you need to look at uh, for uh, in an accountant and obviously you know sometimes it's by word of mouth um, and I'm a big proponent as well of um, of uh, uh, you know making sure that uh, we we use the resources that we have within our own uh, communities right. that's very right. very key we have a lot of uh, um, you know people that uh, have the skills um that uh, that that we all need. So why 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 not use people in our communities? Exactly. Right. And we were
0: just talking about that, you know, like building a network of professionals within our communities so that we can know who to refer whom to, you know? Absolutely. And mm-hmm. we're so happy in the podcast to be able to refer uh Z if you need to speak to an accountant uh, for your bookkeeping or to just get yourself your accounting organized, whether it's for your personal accounting or whether it's for your business accounting, definitely his information will be in the show notes. Super excited about that. Great. And um, so, you know, this is a question that we asked before I even get to the next uh, thing that I want to kind of ask you about. I just want to go back on something that you said you spoke about part of a, a good accountant is, Uh, you know, an accountant who works for your best interest. And this is so key because not just from an accountant perspective, but even a financial advisor. And I think people don't quite realize that, you know, if you are seeking a financial advisor, you have to also look to see whose best interests are they working for? A financial advisor at the bank, their client is the The bank. bank. They're working for the bank's best interest. So the services and you know, the products that they're offering to you is, you know, essentially our products that are for the bank's best interest, not necessarily for your best interest. That's, so that's a very that's good key.
1: point, uh, yeah. Aki, because, uh, you, you know, some of, the, um, uh, some of the financial advisors are paid on commission. Exactly. And um, they might only be um, acting on behalf of a you know a small group of uh, of of businesses so they might not be able to expose you to a whole range of other options that are available right. it's the same as when you go to uh, to an insurance broker right. an insurance broker might be working with only maybe two or three big insurance companies and the, the 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 products and services that they will present to you are only those related to those companies but there might be Other companies that are offering better services to that so you need to do your research so don't just sit back and and take any information at face value you need to have a conversation with your accountant with your tax person with your financial advisor and you know ask them those tough questions you know uh, and and make sure that what you're getting is 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 um, is 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 worth uh, the buck that you're paying for exactly so it's a two-way interview you know you're
0: interviewing them to make sure they're a good fit for you to advise you on the things that you need at the same time they're looking to see if they want to work with you as well so you know um this is extremely valuable what you're saying see and i'm so excited thank you so much for coming on the podcast um you know the last everyone who comes every guest speaker who comes on the podcast uh, they answer this question. So we're <laughs> going to put you on the hot seat a little bit, if that's okay. <laughs> so no problem at all. the question is, what is your biggest um, mistake financially that you've made? I know you're a accountant. I know you're a professional. You have over 15 years of experience. Uh, but, you know, even I, as a lawyer and whatnot, you know, we had to make mistakes to learn from them so that we can be in this position to be um, able to uh, speak and empower people. And I think oftentimes the mistake that a lot of professionals make is to, uh, you know, sort of uh, project themselves as being, you know, sort of perfect cookie cutter. And that's not where people really learn and grow They learn from seeing that, you know, you have made mistakes and you overcame it. And, you know, you are where you are as a result of the lesson that you've learned from your mistake. So what would you say from a financial perspective has been your biggest mistake? Can you just tell us a bit more on that?
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, uh, one of my goals um, that I always wanted to um, to make sure that that happened was um, I always said, you know, by the age 30, I need to have my own car and my own my own home. And, you know, I prepared for it. I saved a lot of money, and um, I did buy a house by uh, by the uh, time I was uh, 30 and uh, uh, bought a car a few months uh, right after that. But, you know, what I didn't factor in, I didn't do my research. I didn't factor in all the costs that come with owning a house right. and all the costs that come with owning a car and uh, soon I found myself with depleted savings I had no savings whatsoever Um, I was living from paycheck to paycheck right Um, you know I drove a very beautiful fancy car and uh, everybody envied me right I had a house I had a beautiful car you know everybody thought you know life was rosy for me but what they didn't realize was you know Uh, I was counting pennies to put gas in my car. I was, uh, you know, uh, taking money from one credit card to pay off the other credit card and so forth. And, you know, it came to a point where I said enough is enough. Right and uh, and uh, oh just to add to that as well is you know um, at, at that time I, I was living a lifestyle of, uh, of of having lots of fun and traveling oh, yeah. and and you know and and you were spending keeping up with money. the joneses keeping up with the joneses <laughs> and uh, you know you know i had even though i didn't have money i had this image that i had to portray to my friends and to the outside world so right. i spent money that i didn't have
0: I call that poverty mindset Absolutely. a lot of us
1: came from that, Absolutely. even being professionals. exactly right. and you know you know with all the uh, all everything all the skills and everything that I knew about managing money but when it came to the social environment to the people around me I threw caution to the wind right. and it was all about how do I put up this facade and and and, and, and show people that you know I've made it Right. Uh, And not show them that I was struggling. But, you know, I realized that this wasn't working for me. So um, I started to cut back.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, I started uh, putting away twenty dollars every paycheck right and at the end of the year i looked at my savings account and i had over a thousand dollars i was like oh my goodness i could actually do this yeah and, and you uh, started
0: small you know i, I started start small twenty dollars per paycheck everybody can do
1: absolutely this. and i think uh, people get discouraged because they think oh my goodness i can never dig up dig myself out of this ho- uh, uh, you know hole and i have all this mountain of debt and so forth you start small and it takes time and um and you know, after that I increased that to uh fifty dollars pay, per pay paycheck. And I started cutting down on 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 traveling, I started cutting down on entertainment. Um, you know, every time I got an increase at work, that that wasn't money that that's for me to spend, it all went to savings. Right. You paid and yourself first. I paid yes. myself first. And right. before I knew it within a period of about I think three to four years I was totally totally debt-free and I had over twenty thousand dollars in savings
0: that's amazing
1: and you know I set myself a goal that I wanted to save uh, you know at least 10% of my income and after four years, I was saving over 20% of my
0: income. That's right. that's right. It was
1: an incredible and liberating feeling to to know that I could actually do do that. And to me, uh, that's when I became a champion of wanting to help others to realize that you can do it. Exactly. You can do it. I know your case might look so grim. You probably are sinking in debt and, and so forth, but you start small and it's very, very achievable.
0: Exactly. You start somewhere and start then somewhere. You pick up pace from Absolutely there. Absolutely
1: pick up you gotta pace. You got to start the race somewhere. And make sure that you never go back to where you started. You don't need to impress any anyone. You don't need to keep up with the Joneses. You don't need to buy the latest phone. You don't need to buy the latest TV. You know, that's all not necessary. But once you've built your net worth, as I mentioned, everything will come to you. You can walk in and buy Anything that you want without having to worry about going into debt.
0: And the beauty of it is when you get to that place, all those things that you thought you wanted don't really don't, have much value no, anymore. They don't matter did, anymore. Did you notice that? Absolutely. That's totally what I've experienced. Yeah, you know, yeah. all the things that you said, okay, one day I'm going to be able to do all these things again. When you get there, you don't want to do any of those things. Absolutely. Like red bottoms just don't really mean much to me as, yeah. at this point. You know, I want a piece mm-hmm. of you know, the company, absolutely not so much yes. just a pair of <laughs> shoes, you know, all these things. It's called a complete mindset, mindset change. You completely change your mindset. Your finances change. And you've heard it even from Z himself, where he went from living paycheck to paycheck. This is a testimony that you've heard from myself as well. And completely changing your mindset, your behavior, follow your habits. And guess what? your finances just get aligned with that as well. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming to the financially. Savvy it was a girl pleasure. Thank you for having
1: me. Cheers. Take hold
0: of your future with the financial savvy girl.